So Candice Galek, 28-year-old South Florida female entrepreneur, owner of Bikini Lux. Bikini That's Lux. the one. Bikini Lux. Um, she got 250,000 profile views after posting some bikini f- photos, which upset everybody. <laughs> so I reckon Bikini Lux is good. If you want to go somewhere, Bikini Lux. Fantastic. Want to... <laughs> oh, I'm going to do all my shopping via LinkedIn and Bikini Lux from now on. Yeah, of course, why perfect. wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. Welcome to season two of the WP Elevation podcast. I am Ginny McEnany and I'm the digital producer here at WP Elevation and I am today's host. If you know LinkedIn a little or if you know it a lot, you are in for a big treat today as we have LinkedIn master David Hobson come and chat with me about all things LinkedIn and how you as a WordPress consultant can elevate even further by using LinkedIn. Dave works in digital marketing with Founder Magazine and is a specialist in using LinkedIn for business development and generating sales. He's trained CEOs and large national sales teams. He runs LinkedIn courses and has been featured in Australia GQ magazine as a LinkedIn expert. Most recently, he ran Michael Gerber's LinkedIn campaign for his new release book of The E-Myth Revisited. So we are in LinkedIn greatness here. So get your pen and paper ready as we chat to Dave Hobson. Just remember that you can download anything to do with this show on wpelevation.com slash David Hobson. And we'll also have some great show notes, some excellent downloads for season two with a fantastic downloadable checklist. Don't miss that. And Dave also mentioned that he's got a special deal for, for podcast listeners. So be sure to head to that link to check out what sort of deal Dave is offering us. Without further ado, let's go meet David Hobson. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this probably thousands of members all over the world but it still really is something that I'm very passionate about and, and of course if you join WP Elevation we make revenue and we make profit so it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it and partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Welcome to the WP Elevation podcast, David Hobson. Thank you, Jim. Pleasure to be here. Now, can you just, I've already introduced you, but can you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you came to be where you are now? Yeah, really simply, strong background, just working online. And I tend to always try and find a way to use technology when I can't do something. So uh, I love LinkedIn and social media for really leveraging and accelerating business. So I got into a lot of digital marketing through a range of businesses and LinkedIn's been a primary tool 
for business development that I've used here at Founder. I've used in a range of companies. I've done a lot of training around it. And I just love it because it works. It's very practical. It's very measurable. So yeah, now I often get asked to, to talk about it and give some people tips because I've been quite successful in kind of real world business results as opposed to sort of fluffy metrics. If people want to get results, they often come and have a chat with me about how they can really, really use LinkedIn. Excellent. That's what we're all about, um, res actual results. So that's good. Um, so WordPress consultants, can you explain why we need to know about LinkedIn, but not just know about it, but not just be using it, but using it well and being LinkedIn savvy? Yeah, absolutely. So I think especially for consultants, I think LinkedIn is a really, really uh, important social media platform for them. There's, I'll, I'll give kind of four main reasons. We can go into different tips and, and wherever you want to go with it. I think the most basic level that I think people forget is it's a key part of branding. It's actually part of uh, you know people's online collateral and brand presence. So I feel that sometimes a lot of consultants, they'll worry about their website, their email, all of these other things. And then they've got this LinkedIn profile. Most people have done this. It's been sitting there for a few years and it's pretty scrub. It's pretty scrubby. Uh, and they forget how many people will actually view that and be assessing them. So I think one of the most important things is just to understand that like it, love it, hate it, don't want to use it. Other people will look you up as a consultant there. And it's got to do with the high trust ratings for something like LinkedIn. Because as, as we know, if, if these guys are WordPress consultants, we know how quickly you can get a beautiful looking website up. You can throw up any testimonials you want. It's very hard to verify, whereas people can go onto LinkedIn and say, who's Jin? Oh, okay. So who's she worked with? Who is willing to professionally recommend her? And is this consistent with the image that I've been given over here by, by her business? And so I think that's probably the most important starting point is it's, it's now recognized as a part of uh, kind of social proof really uh, and it's out of all the social media platforms it's the one that people expect you to be really professional on um, so do you have any questions do you want me to kind of dive deeper into that or, or how does that sit as a starting point it, as a starting point i think it's perfect and i it, it really matches well with what we teach in wp elevation and the blueprint because we say if you're going to have a a connection with uh, with a client, we always ask the client to have some sort of a connection with you before you even consider doing work with them. And the best connection we recommend is having it that via LinkedIn. And then, you know, it's just that little bit of, you've asked them to just do one thing, you know, connect with me via LinkedIn. You're seeing that they're willing, they actually are tech savvy and, you know, that they actually have LinkedIn shows that, that, that they are professional and then you can get to know a bit more about who you're dealing with and vice versa. So, so we think LinkedIn is really good for that professional uh, connection to, to begin with. Now, starting off on that, so first impressions count, and let's just talk the basics of what you need to have things set up first off. And I know the avatar, a lot of people don't give it probably as much uh, um, thought as, as they should. Yeah, look, absolutely. So. When it comes to that branding and that first impression, so one of the key things, and even here at Founder, and, and you guys know this as well, great branding, it's about consistency. Uh, and so I'd just like to remind everybody that LinkedIn did start as a resume platform. It's now morphed more into a personal branding platform. So I'll get into the avatar, but it's just, just to remember, you don't have to sit there and say that you, you, you know, it's not a resume, you don't have to say, Dave packed shopping bags at Coles when he was 16 and list everything. And sometimes people get into resume mode 
uh, and that's off-brand because you want to consider it as that digital asset for your branding. Like a business card, like your website, it's an extension of that brand. So you just want to remember as you're putting together that profile, you're extending your brand. So things that are off-brand, off-topic, it might be great if you're a uh, I don't know, circus performer on the weekends, but if it's got nothing to do with anything, just keep it professional. And the first thing, uh, they've done studies and eye tracking on how people read a profile and a LinkedIn profile. And the most prominent thing that people always look at first is the profile pic or the avatar. Now, why this gets even more important is because of a concept in sort of social studies and social sciences called thin slicing. And what it means is that people within a split second, they will actually form a permanent impression of you or it's a very hard impression to shake. So even if they've never met you in person and they look at your profile photo, that will impress upon them that first impression and people will judge your warmth, your competency, all these things in this kind of microsecond of how we as people, we're drawn to people, we're drawn to pictures, we're drawn to faces and studies have shown that a bad first impression can take even weeks to undo. So even if, even if you're getting ready to meet a client and you do great client work, but that first impression was that, you know, here I am in a cap, or that guy looks a little bit too casual. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like his style. That's going to sit with them. Even if I come in and do the best work they've ever seen, somewhere that first impression is going to stick. So it's crucial that the first impression is on brand um, and it is a good profile photo. So if you're going to spend time, money, effort anywhere, that is really 80% of your profile, that impression is going to be set. So just make sure you've got a great profile photo that's on brand. Uh, and I always recommend a either a positive expression or a neutral so either smiling um, to kind of extend warmth if you're not really naturally sort of a, a smiling person at least a neutral um, <laughs> because people will judge you so they've actually done studies where people think someone's smug because they're sort of you know it might be resting bitch face or excuse the language whatever the term is but if you've got that um, people will think you're not a nice person so profile photo get that right that's the absolute first thing the next thing's the professional headline so the eye tracking shows they look at the photo they look at the professional headline and then it goes down into the summary so if you're going to spend half an hour just fixing up your profile those those three things will do more than just about anything else on your entire profile so that's where to where to dig in so your professional headline what's the key just get straight to the point i would call it yes so get straight to the point um it's a professional headline. So headlines traditionally are used to grab people's attention, like in a newspaper, grab people's attention, pull them into an article. People make the mistake of saying, uh, like a job descriptor, I am a WordPress consultant. It, it's not a headline. Um, that's a, a job description. So if you said uh, WordPress consultant for physiotherapists in Melbourne uh, and you talk to your target market, uh, as if like you would with an elevator pitch and you really call out what you do and who you work with in that snapshot. Obviously, uh, physiotherapists in Melbourne are going to be like, well, this person's who I'm looking for. So you want to get very specific. If you can, uh, make it a headline and talk to your target audience and try and kind of pull them into your profile uh, if you can. That's good. And then under your uh, under that, you're going to then expand a little bit. But as you said, keep it relevant. Don't talk about the supermarket packing job. Let's just talk about what you've done that's relevant to the target market that you're looking to interest. D definitely. And there's a, a thing you can add in, and it's just called professional summary. Uh, and I'm sure everyone in your training would know it's an elevator pitch. Just keep it short. Have a call to action. Who you are, 
how you can help, um, sorry, who you are, who you work with, how you can help them, what's the next step. So like all things, and I'm sure you guys would be about this as well, you wanna get them out of LinkedIn. You don't want them playing around, you want them calling you, emailing you, going to your website, downloading something. So LinkedIn, it's just that little, it's like a business card, it's there to, to perform one function, but if, you, if you're a consultant, you want people <laughs> in your business. So anytime you do something, you wanna make sure that there's a call to action, and even in the summary, saying, hey, if you're a physiotherapist based in Melbourne and you're not happy in your website, then I'd like you to call me or email me. But whatever it is, just have that one one logical next step. That makes sense. And then with um, the endorsements, so what's the weight of, what's the weight of that? Is it is it worth doing? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so endorsements, there's two things. There's endorsements and recommendations. And endorsements are the little things everyone says sees where you get a little plus next to a skill. And sometimes someone will give you an endorsement for a totally random skill. I think someone said that I was, um, they'd seen I worked, uh, they, they said I was an expert at some sort of TCP IP protocol networking. I can't even remember what it is. So you'll get people who endorse you for random things. What's really important with endorsements is the first thing is, the internal LinkedIn algorithm uses it a little bit for its keyword search. So if you want to be showing up under results for a WordPress consultant, then you want to be getting endorsed for that particular skill, not for your skill as a, you know, whatever, as a, you know, box packer or something like that. So you need to have relevant skills. You want to take control of it. And some people get really upset because they sort of say, oh, all these people I don't know just endorse me and they click on it. Who cares? Like this is just a matter of play the game. Um, LinkedIn likes it when you get more endorsements on relevant skills for you. So just throw up relevant skills, um, and people will naturally start to endorse you. If you do want to trigger that to happen, often it's reciprocal. So if I go into your profile, I might go and endorse you for a whole bunch of things. You know, one in every few people will, if you know them, they'll return that and endorse you. So endorsements are useful, not amazing. Recommendations are verified like testimonials. And there's something I would highly encourage every single person to do. The best kind of testimonials, obviously a client testimonials. So if someone, this is your raving fan, ask them, hey, this is great. Can you please put it up on LinkedIn? And you, you actually have to go through LinkedIn recommendations and request them to recommend you. So that's one thing. And what often stops people is they say, well, like for example, maybe before this call, you and I, um, you might have thought, well, I can't really ask Dave for a recommendation because we've never had this, you know, client-customer sort of relationship. But again, being a piece of personal branding, I, I would like people to think of recommendations. Just like remember old days of, of resumes, I'd say, do you have any personal referees? And you get like a family friend who's a lawyer or something impressive. So you can use recommendations as a personal referee as well. So even if we haven't done business together and I'm trying to build my social proof, I can say, hey, Jin, you know me pretty well. Um, you've seen what I'm about. We haven't worked together, but can you do me a recommendation? Uh, and as long as you say something that's integral and authentic and true to your experience, you can still do it whether we work together or not. So if people are getting stuck that they can't get clients or they're having trouble getting recommendations, go for that more personal recommendation angle where someone who really respects you professionally is willing to, to go and kind of vouch for you. So recommendations, I would say, extremely powerful um, because they're a verifiable testimonial, but they're also a form of social proof. Whereas if I went onto your, um, I've only done this recently, but if I went onto your profile and you've got 100 people saying, 
Jin's the best, Jin's the best, Jin's the best, best WordPress consultant ever. People are naturally just hardwired, obviously all that trust. Um, so recommendations is where I would focus more than endorsements. Endorsements I'd put in there just around WordPress, but just don't worry about it too much. Just just get in there and make, let, let LinkedIn use it for you, but focus on recommendations. And I would aim for a bare minimum of five recommendations, ideally 10 in your consultancy. Oh, that's a good tip, okay. All right, so we're up and running. We've got it all looking nice. We're, we're, you know, dancing the dance. What's the next step? We want to get a few more good paying clients. So what we often have a problem of is in this space is poor paying clients. So we want clients with good budgets, reputable clients. So what's the best way to go about this using LinkedIn? Great. So LinkedIn is very powerful as a sales tool and a sales prospecting tool. And there's two ways that you can really go about sales on LinkedIn to, to achieve those high paying clients. One would be what I would call inbound. So that's people see you, like you, find you, and they start inquiring saying, hey, you look like a really good WordPress consultant. I'm interested in, in your services. So that's one way and I'll explain that in a moment. And the other way is probably more of an aggressive outbound where you build a sales funnel, you prospect, you find people, you qualify them and you go out and you reach out to them and say, here's what I've got. I can help you and obviously a certain number of people will say not interested and a certain number of people will come through into your funnel. And actually I should have said, and the third way I would say is through engagement, which is just getting involved with your target audience, which is a very good method for people who perhaps aren't comfortable building a, a sales funnel and really reaching out to people. You might see going back to that target market of physiotherapists in Melbourne, you might just have a, a list which you would generate through an advanced search so I'll go into prospecting. Anytime you prospect on LinkedIn, you can use the advanced search. Generally, you're going to need to upgrade to LinkedIn premium to do that. You can get one month free, try it, see if it works, but they're starting to limit their search features. It's about $60 a month. I would just turn it on whilst you're using it, turn it off when you're not. And you just run an advanced search, highly qualified. I'm looking for physiotherapists in Melbourne that meet this criteria, this sort of money, this number of staff, you can get very granular. And then you just go through looking at each person's profile and you might go to the extent where you go through, see their profile and then you'll look at their website. And you'll get a list of physiotherapists in Melbourne that have terrible websites and you're like, okay, that is my audience. That's who I wanna to talk to. And your two options, the softer one would be engagement where you just start to engage with whatever they're doing. They do a post, you like it and you comment and they start to see you know, it builds all sorts of reciprocity triggers and we like people who like us. So if someone's always liking your stuff, you're like, wow, this person's a genius. They love me, you know? Um, so just following your target audience around and just engaging, you'll get on their radar and they'll know you, they'll like you and they'll trust you, which are kind of the three triggers of buying. Mm. So it's a very soft tactic. It's obviously not as quick for results, but you can just be ever present spending five, 10 minutes a day, just following your target audience and just engaging with them. Uh, a lot of people do like that tactic. The next, obviously, I guess, going without prospecting would just be an outreach. So you might go ahead and um, what I've seen work really well, especially with WordPress consultants is going through and finding out if they're not mobile optimized, for example, uh, and they might even do a mock-up. So I've got uh, someone I've, I've trained and what they did was they went through and they, they just had a look at this site, could see that it wasn't mobile optimized. They did a quick 10 minute mock-up, did a little video, and they would just say, hey, Jin, I noticed that your site's not mobile optimized. I'm a consultant. Um, this is gonna hurt your business in Google rankings, this, 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 and this. Um, you really need to sort it out. Here's a mock-up of what I could do for you. 
let me know if you're interested. We can have a chat. But whatever you do, you need to op mobile optimize your site. You, you don't really have a choice about that. I would love to work with you. And you know, you start to get people into a funnel by reaching out very cold and offering to solve a problem. And what I like about that too is by doing that little mock-up, it shows that you've actually gone the, the extra mile. You're just not this annoying person who's just going blah, 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 blah. But I've actually looked at it. I haven't just done a standard text res uh, canned response. Here is what you can do. And it shows you, you're getting that personal connection. Yeah. A absolutely. And that's the thing, the cut through. We've all get, got, we all get these generic messages. So I don't know if you guys know, there's a tool called Loom, which is a plugin for very quick screen captures. And so... Some people might groan when I say do a mock-up or do something because I think, well, I've got to spend all this time. But if you spend, I mean, how much is one client worth? Exactly. If you, if you spend an hour reaching out and that gets you a high-paying client, then obviously that hour is worth it. So I would recommend anyone using Loom. Just do a quick screen capture. You could do it like this and just literally say, and you could have a, in the background, you could have a screen share and say, here's an example of your site. Here's what it looks like on mobile. Here's what I can do for you. Take five minutes. Yeah. Keep it short and sweet and yeah. That, yeah. I think that's good. And all the classics of, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, all the classics of, you have to solve a problem. Don't just send people saying, hey, I'm a WordPress consultant, you should hire me. You have to offer to solve a problem. Definitely. And I think this is a good thing. I know, you know, you're saying, oh, it might, people might think, oh, it's, you know, who's got time for that? But if you actually haven't got a lot of contacts to begin with, this is a, a sensible place to start. And if it's highly targeted, then it's going to work. If you actually do the good, if you are very clear on who your target audience is, you go and you find them and you present them exactly what they need, your conversions are going to be higher uh, and you're going to get more for your time rather than just this copy and paste, just blasting everybody. You'll get very low response rates. Uh, so personalized is very good. So that's, uh, that's one way which is a more of a cold outreach. You can even literally find people's numbers and call them and say, I'm trying to use your website. It's terrible. Not everyone's comfortable or trained in kind of cold calling to do that. So the, the other option, do you want me to jump into how you can do more inbound? Yes, please. Yep. Um, really simple would just be it's content marketing on LinkedIn. So people I've seen do this really well, for example, uh, they make logos. There's a company that make logos. And what they do is they'll just go, hey, we've just produced this logo for, they'll just show off client work, one in every five or six posts. And I just keep seeing these beautiful logos popping up in my feed. And I, I just always think, wow, these guys are really good at what they do and they're constantly on my radar if I'm looking for a logo, I'd probably consider them because I'm constantly just seeing their work being displayed. So, you know, it's the Gary V jab, 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 right hook. You, you don't want to be showing off client work every single post that's boring to your target audience. You want to provide value to your audience through updates on LinkedIn. If, if they're physios or if they're small business, provide good articles, good content so they see you as an authority. And then every six or seven posts, you might say, really happy with this piece of work I've done. We just mobile optimized. And if you if you keep doing these kinds of things, you will start to get inquiries because you'll be seen as the go-to and people will be constantly seeing you and constantly thinking about you when it comes time to make a decision. Well, if they've seen you every day for a month um, showing off great work, they're much more likely to come to you than go to Google or you know a cold Facebook ad. They feel like they've got that connection like you mentioned. And constantly they're seeing you show off your work. So there's a very high level of trust. So again, that's a softer way that you can just put into a social media scheduler. Jab, 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 right hook. So value, value, value. Here's my work. If you need it, give me a call. So you're allowed to do the hook. You're allowed to ask for inquiries and sales. Um, but just kind of one in every, one in every few, I think is a great way to do it. 
yeah, always keep offering good content as well. So just on that, tell can you tell me a bit about the content? How often should you be putting content on? What sort of content should you be putting on? And how does that differ to, you know, what you're doing on Facebook and Twitter? I know, you know, it's different, but does it need to be a different type of content? Can you make them all work together? Good question. I would always bring it back to your target audience and what kind of content adds value to them. So it is worth mentioning LinkedIn still is regarded more as a professional networking platform. You and I having were having a great chat um, before the show and before we started recording. There was this uproar when one of the founders of Bikini Lux, um, this female business owner in Florida who makes bikinis, she started throwing up bikini photos on LinkedIn. And it was an outrageous success. Her, her profile got 250,000 views, but there was this real polarization where the, sort of the establishment was like, this is LinkedIn, you, you can't put bikinis here. You know, this is a professional place. Go to Facebook, <laughs> you know? I love <laughs> well, it. Um, but for her target audience, maybe, maybe, but in terms of content, you've got to look at who your connections are, who your target audience is, and what content would add value to them and what would help them. So in terms of content, I still do believe, look, this this girl did well out of polarization, but it's still a negative press strategy. Um, I would recommend LinkedIn still is the most professional of all the platforms. Uh, if you wouldn't say it in a company newsletter, if you wouldn't say it in a boardroom, I wouldn't say it on LinkedIn. Facebook and Instagram, you can be more casual. LinkedIn, you can still be casual, as long as it's in line with your company and your brand. So just remember it's regarded as a professional place. And then in terms of content, anything that adds value. So I often just share out, so whoever your target audience is, if they're physios or small business, you can just constantly cycle out you know, a great article for small businesses based in your city. It doesn't have to be around WordPress, it has to be around their needs. Uh, so really work on who your customer avatar is, what kind of content they're interested in, and just start serving that out. Personally, I use from time to time a good tool for people if they don't know it is buzzsumo.com. Uh, you guys probably know there's a free version and you can just find what's trending. So you can just find a trending article that you know people will love and you know if you post it, it's gonna be very popular, people are gonna engage. Um, and that helps give you a little bit of authority as I, well. That's good because I, and I think a lot of people will be breathing a sigh of relief because it's uh, hard to generate your own blog posts and your own content on a regular basis. So to be able to find good quality content and say, you know, check this out uh, and, and then repurpose that, their, their content, that's another good, easy way to do it. De definitely nothing wrong with curating and just showing that you know what's really useful in a space. You don't have to generate all of your own content. It's great if you have something every now and again, but I guess really on LinkedIn, your authority comes through a lot of your profile. So you're allowed to just share cool things. So your content, I would use a scheduler. Uh, I'm sure the audience is pretty comfortable, but um, anything like Meet Edgar, Buffer, Hootsuite, right now I'm using something called Smarter Q, which is a new scheduler. Yeah, I've heard some good things about that actually. How are you finding it? It's good. I find it, um, it's about a third of the price of Meet Edgar. Um, oh, okay. It's got some good categories and the other ones recur posts. So there's a new scheduler every day, but the main thing is on LinkedIn, um, to answer your original question, sorry, really you want to be doing at least one update per day. Ooh, okay. Because the, 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 the science around, you know, the statistics around LinkedIn is that if you post one update per business day, 
So every, every business day of the month, around 60% of your network will see that. You know, so if you've got 100 connections, if you're posting once a day over the course of a month, 60% of your audience, your connections, 60 people will see your update. So when you start getting into bigger numbers of connections and you've got 1,000 and you've got 600 people, you know, if you're doing less than that, you might only have 10 or 5 or 20% of people even see you updating. So what you want to do is get a scheduler and at the very least have one post going out per day and it just creates that top of mind. Um, my, my network's gotten quite large now. I'm kind of approaching somewhere around, I don't know, 18,000 connections. And by constantly scheduling, the amount of people who are aware of what I'm doing, I've, I've got no idea who they are, but they just see me in their feed all the time. Yeah. Uh, and that just creates, when they're ready to, it's a top of mind strategy. So for a WordPress consultant, if you're just showing up every day, you're the WordPress person, you're the WordPress person, you're the WordPress person, you're the expert, you're the expert, it's top of mind just by sheer repetition and, and visibility, people are gonna to come to you. So at least once a day per business day, don't worry about the weekends because it still is a professional network. Saturdays and Sundays, the statistics show it, it really dive bombs. Um, if you wanna go nuts, uh, two to three times will work really well per day. Uh, and I would just schedule up once a week or once a month and have it on recycle. Yeah, just make sure it's not recycled too often. Sometimes you see things over and over and you think, get some new content. Exactly. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> that I've got to update mine, I agree. So, um, and all I would do is I just literally have a queue called self-promotion. So just once per day is a self-promotion post that just says, hey, if you need this, let Sort of me know. like, hi, I'm Dave, I'm awesome. Hi, I'm Dave, check out what I'm wearing today. Exactly, it's, 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 it's so similar, right? But, but for WordPress consultants, I guess also, don't be afraid to make the ask. Um, just as long as it's not too often, just, just don't be afraid of having a post saying, I love what I do as a WordPress consultant. If you wanna to talk to me, if you need help, just ask me My and make sure, and this is a really important point, I'm glad I just hit it, was make sure all your details are in your profile. Oh, yes. Don't, don't try and run a business and get people to contact you and then not give people your contact information. Um, you know, on a, on a website, people put the contact page, they put phone numbers, addresses, and emails. Then on LinkedIn, they suddenly think they're, they're on stealth mode and <laughs> make it really difficult, you know? So just, yeah, make sure people can find your details and contact you. LinkedIn 101. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's funny all... because we all overlook sometimes we're thinking such high level strategies, you forget the simple stuff. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it will, yeah, I think also social media, we're so used to kind of wanting our privacy, but LinkedIn, it's a business platform, treat it like a business card. You wouldn't ha hand out a business card saying, you know, good luck trying to find me. Like you, you would put your email address and you put your phone number. So LinkedIn, exactly the same. Okay. I could chat all day about this. You've got, you always have so much knowledge and we always, we've had you on for a webinar with WPE before and we had so much great feedback, but we'll have to leave it there. But I want you to give us one quiet insider tip takeaway that we won't tell anyone else. So give us like a, cause you are the LinkedIn God, give us a LinkedIn secret that we can just really use to go, go crazy. Can I give two? Oh, please. Because I give two because a lot of you might have done this, but the simplest thing you can do with LinkedIn if you haven't claimed, it's a really simple, this is 101010101, is your vanity URL. Customize your name and what that will do for you if you customize the right name in your LinkedIn URL, URL by going to the, the settings there, 
you'll actually rank number one for your name in Google within about 24 hours. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's extremely important to do. LinkedIn will rank higher than just about than your website, just about anything else about you on the internet. LinkedIn will come up first in Google. So if you haven't done that, it takes less than five minutes to do and you'll be ranking number one within about 24 hours for your name. Ooh, I like that, Tim. Um, so that's a good one if anyone hasn't done it. The next one would be the simplest way to add at least 100 connections uh, to your network instantly would be no matter how recently they've done it, um, is literally jump into LinkedIn, go to My Network Connections and resync your email address book. It's so simple. All it means is there will be people in your email inbox that you talk with that you know and LinkedIn will just look and go, oh, hey, you're not connected on LinkedIn. It'll just sync them up together. And for most people, you'll add, well, I'd say 100, but at least a bare minimum of 10 or 20 instantly. So if you want to boost your connections, which most people do, and there's a whole range of reasons to do it, literally go to My Network, Add Connections, sync your email, uh, and you should see a very a very good little spike in, uh, in your connections instantly. So they're probably the two shortest ones I can give. Oh, they're good. Nice and easy. I like that. And maybe get into the habit of doing that sync your, your address book like every six months or something like that. Yeah, every yeah. even every month. Okay. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, Dave, where can people reach out and say thanks and say hi? Look, for now, I'm just going to direct everyone to my LinkedIn profile. Um, I, I will try and arrange something special for WP members if they want to do any, anything more with me. But for now, literally linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash David M. Hobson, which is me. I'd love everyone to connect up with me. My email's in there. Anything you need. Uh, just just contact me. I love this space and, I, and I'm a big fan of what you guys do at WP Elevation. So I've got a special soft spot for members. Um, if, if, uh, if anyone needs something, just reach out and I'm, I'm more than happy to help. Thanks, Dave, because you do have some um, LinkedIn courses, which I know are fantastic as well, and as well as all your other training that you do. So um, yeah, he's de Dave is definitely the guy to reach out to about LinkedIn. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, remember, you can get all the information and we also have a cool downloadable checklist on wpelevation.com slash David Hobson. Nice and easy to spell. So head over there and get some more info on the show. Thank you, Dave, for joining us. It's a pleasure to speak to you. Pleasure you too, Jen. And thank you to everyone for listening in. I hope you guys take action and get this stuff done. I absolutely loved that interview with David Hobson. He is not only a LinkedIn expert, but truly a top bloke. He's always willing to share his ideas and always happy for a chat. So what now? What I'd like you to do is make sure you go and implement those last two tips that Dave gave you. They'll only take five minutes each and they are gonna lift your LinkedIn game to the next level. So make sure you go away and action that as soon as possible. Once you've done that, remember we've got a couple of free, really good downloads. So head over to wpelevation.com slash David Hobson where you can find a special deal that Dave's offering our WPE podcast listeners. You can also get the season two download that we've put together. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. I want you to head over to wpelevation.com slash David Hobson and check it out. Let me tell you, it's worth going to look. Finally, I wanna see you subscribe to us on iTunes. If you haven't already, please subscribe, 
leave us a rating. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what you think of me. And uh, only if it's good, please. And then, uh, yeah, just, just let us know what you think. It's wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Until I see you on the next episode, go elevate.